podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. The National Hunt season ended on Saturday at Sandown and to look back at his season, I'm delighted to welcome back to The Paddock and the Pavilion, Nick Schofield. How are you today, Nick? Hi, everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. And um, yeah, very good. I um, got a week off this week. Um, as you as you touched on before, we the last day of the season was at Sandown last Saturday, but we, we recommenced um, Saturday after at Utoxter. So after one week off, you're getting ready for the new season? Yes, and uh, <clears throat> I'm glad it's that case as well. I've had enough time off. So um, yeah, no, look very much looking forward to it. And we could do with a drop of rain, as everyone probably um, would agree but um yeah hopefully they water the track well and we can get plenty of runners yeah it must be pretty hard going if you fall at the moment with the uh, lack of rain we've had do you enjoy summer racing um do i enjoy summer racing i prefer winter racing but i don't dislike summer racing but obviously i prefer winter racing a lot more than i would prefer summer racing <laughs> what, what are the what are the main differences then uh, um, probably lesser horses running. Um, it's not quite as full on. Less um, less runners. Um, quicker ground. Um, it's probably more lower grade racing. Um, yeah, but there's still races to be won. So um, you you sort of still got to try your best all year round. And then like it's a bit different to flat. Our, our season rolls from May to uh, well, yeah, May to April. So. Um, that's how our season's judged. It's slightly different to the flat and um, you sort of got to keep going, you know, all the way through. When do you get a break? Do you ever get a summer holiday? I mean, you've had a season where you've been off a lot, so you're probably looking forward to getting going again. But do you like to get a summer holiday if you can? Uh, usually at times in August or some, you know, normal circumstances it would be this week. But um uh, yeah, you know, different lads go off different times, but you know, in our in our game, your suspensions or your um, injuries, you know, that might mean you go away then. And but there is a break in August and September, a week and ten days, so um, the, you know, that's a, that's an obvious time to go away before the winter horses start getting going. Well, just looking back at last season, you rode seventeen winners in a quite injury interrupted season. What are your own reflections on on last season? Yeah, it's obviously um, a lot down from previous seasons, but due to COVID and um, suspensions and injuries and, you know, one thing after another. But, um, you know, the, I, I was really pleased the way that we finished off with the Cheltenham Festival winner and, you know, it was um, running for a lot of different people. So hopefully we can continue that into the season. Yeah, you mentioned the Cheltenham Festival where you won the Johnny Henderson Grand Annual Handicap Chase on Sky Pirate. That must have been your highlight of the season. Yeah, quite right. Um, you know, it's so difficult to get a winner at um, Cheltenham, and um, you know, it, you know, it's just the ice, and um, it can make your year a winner at Cheltenham. So uh, I wouldn't want to give that away. That's for sure. And you must have been pleased to get the ride back because while you were injured, uh, Tom Scudamore and John Joe O'Neill Jr. rode rode the horse. Yeah, um, I have a long association with the owner, rode for him for a number of years now. And um, yeah, he was very good. You know, he trusted my fitness and um, I was glad I could reward him with a winner. And um, 
yeah, no, it was great to ride a winner for Jonjo and Neil, who, who needs no introduction. And um, it was even nicer that you could uh, ride it for Mr. Tadham as well. What will be the, the targets for Sky Pirate next season, do you think? I'd imagine he'll be in the top end races. He's got a mark of 162 now, so handicaps could be quite tough for him. But um, he, he's, he's overachieved this year, so um, take nothing away from the horse. And um, let's hope he can back it up next year and um, in sort of Group 1 company. Well, he'll be an exciting horse to ride for you um, next winter. Yeah. What was it like um, riding at Cheltenham um, and coming into the winner's enclosure with, with no crowd? To be honest, I didn't really mind it. Um, it's when you're out on the track, it's every bit the same. There's no difference, and um, obviously, you don't have the people cheering when you're walking back down. But you still have that buzz of the winning achievement because you know what it takes to win there. And um, I can't say um, it knocked a victory for myself. I, you know, I, I appreciated it every much as if the crowds were there and you just haven't got the people there congratulating you on the day. But my famous red hot as soon as I seen it, but. Uh, it was, um, you know, it, it, still, I still got that appreciation of the winner there. I suppose after all, um, lack of crowds for so long now, you've got used to crowds not being there, but at least at Cheltenham you get that interview at the end with Matt Chapman. Yeah, he's a top man and, you know, um, he, he knows the stuff, Matt, and um, he appreciates the racing as much as we do. And, um so, uh, yeah, no, it was, you don't mind talking to him at the top of Cheltenham Hill. And in the Grand National, you picked up the ride on Lord de Manille, um for trainer Richard Hobson. When did you first sit on him? Uh, a few days before. Um, it was a good ride to pick up. He, was, um, he won the trial and, you know, it was a good ride going into the race, but he, he didn't quite perform as well as we hoped. But um, he was a good ride for a circuit, but just... The ground was a bit tight for him. He, his best form's on softer conditions and um, he was just feeling it going out on the second circuit. So I pulled him up. But um, if it did ever come up soft ground uh, in the Grand National, he'd have every chance. And um, But he's just a mud specialist and um, unfortunately he didn't get his conditions this year. Yeah, because you rode him very prominently. Was that the always the, the, the way to ride him in that race? Yeah, and all his previous races and how he's won his races has been prominent and if not making the running and on soft ground he can maintain that gallop but he just can't maintain it on good ground but he handled the fences okay yeah he jumped really well he's got um he, i'm sure he'd hand, jump even better on softer ground on conditions he likes and um but it was a great race great spectacle unfortunately irish took over once again um but it's a very high class race nowadays and you need a hell of a good horse to win it yeah on the subject of of the irish you uh, what a day for horse racing and the sport with Rachel Blackmore winning on Manila Times. Um, she's a brilliant jockey. Um, and after her exploits at Cheltenham, what did you think to Rachel winning the Grand National? It's fantastic. She's a great ambassador for the sport. She's very dedicated. She's very good. And um, she's, you know, a nice person to go with it. And, you know, and she, she sort of male or female she's very good at what she does and um you know i think she quite rightly got the she got the the publicity she deserved but i think the trainer deserves 
just as much, if not more. He he trained the Gold Cup first and second. He trained the first and second of the Grand National and um, champion hurdle winner and numerous other big races. And I think Henry de Bromed is really, what he's done this year is phenomenal and um, what a trainer he is. Yes, that's certainly true. So he won the, all the big uh, races at the, the back end of the season, didn't he? Um, the other thing I wanted to focus on um, are your thoughts on the danger you encounter every day as a jockey. Is that something you actually think about when you're out riding? Uh, not, not if I'm honest. No, um, you, you try and just, um, you do it. You love the horses and you, I enjoy riding horses and no matter what, what, what they're doing. And um, I just uh, don't look at it as a danger. I look at it as... Um, you know, doing something that they, they they enjoy and what I enjoy, and you're trying to get the best out of each other and find the key to different things. And um, it's probably more of a puzzle than a danger sometimes. How often um, nowadays do jockeys fall off? Is it like one in ten, one in twenty? It's not a statistic I look at. If I'm honest, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue. I suppose it depends what you're riding a lot of the time, but. Um, yeah, it can't. It, you know, it's um, you know, it's it's not it's not good. And we've had some awful news recently, and of uh, Lorna Brooke, who was a great stalwart of the weighing room, and um, <clears throat> it was terrible what happened to her recently. So um, thoughts very much go with her, and I speak for everyone in the weighing room, and it's never nice. And um, you know, when things like that happen, and, um, you know, it just shows the dangers of our sport, and um, you know, it's um, very hard you know pill to take when something bad does happen like that but um you know she, i'm sure she you know she was doing what she wanted and um she loved the sport and um you know it's, it's just unfortunate when something bad like that happens yeah and it must have been hard for yourself because you were actually at the course that day i think at taunton weren't you yeah i was in the race didn't quite appreciate um how bad it initially was and um but you know you just can't help but think about it and um you know thoughts go out to her and her family and you know the people connected to her and um you know the racing industry was hit hard by that certainly well thanks for those those words and uh, as as you said all our thoughts go out to her friends and family on that subject have has the protection for you as a jockey changed much in the last uh, 12 years since you've been riding I suppose um, there's more rules to it now and more crap protectors and the hats are a bit safer, but not not loads, not massively. And, you know, there's always safety measures. We have safety officers within the jockeys, within the stewards, and they're always looking to make the track safer and um, make sure the trainers are doing their job properly to make it safe for when they do go to the track. And, um, yeah, no, I suppose they do all they can to, to make it safe. And after someone who's had a, a bad injury like yourself, what tests do you have to go through to confirm that you're then fit to ride? I know back in uh, when I've speaking, spoken to Richard Pittman in their day, it was basically hardly hardly anything really. They could just walk in the room and they could say they were fit to ride, where I'm sure it's a lot more stringent now. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different now. Um, we have a chief medical advisor called Dr. Jerry Hill who works for the BHA and He's the doctor for all the jockeys and you have to pass his thing. You have to <clears throat> obviously get your surgeon or your doctors, whoever's looking after you at the time, um, report. And then you have to go and see the physios at either Oaksy House or Sir Pete, or Sullivan House or Jet Barry House. 
and um, get their report and also pass a fitness test um, and show your well-being that you're you're fit and he'll make a decision on all those reports and then he'll deem you to to be fit once once he has got the the reports he wants so um yeah it's not quite as easy as it used to be but um you know i suppose that's the right thing um i remember when i was riding years ago that you know you'd write ride with broken bones and just not tell anyone and you know hope they get better and you, you could cope with it because you wouldn't want to be missing rides but it's not quite that easy nowadays and um but it's probably you know it's, we're in the 20th century and so so be it you know it should that's how it should be so do you almost have like a jockey passport to confirm that you're fit to ride yeah it's like anything now it's all done online but um yeah effectively it's that yeah and presumably uh, the injured jockey fund places, uh, Jack Barry House, Pedro Sullivan House, make a lot of difference as well. Yeah, and I really appreciate it this year because um, you, they were the only gyms that are open through, during COVID and um, it really helped the rehab situation. And, you know, they're fantastic for people that have had career-ended injuries and financial support. And there's endless things that they do for sport. And um, it's a charity that, you know, I always support. And um, I hope everyone else does too, because the things they do behind closed doors is um, remarkable. And it's very much appreciated from uh, every, everyone in the racing industry, not just jockeys. Yes, because we've got Oaksy House, which would probably be nearest to yourself. Yeah, I've used them all at, at different occasions and they're all up to, you know, high standard and they have fantastic people working for them. And, um, yeah, we're very lucky to have that as a, um, you know, as a backbone to the sport. And I guess in the last uh, 12 months, you've used them perhaps more than ever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm certain I wouldn't have got back as quick as I did without them. And, um you know, they've got some fantastic facilities, you know, from a hydro pool to gyms to, you know, there's, you know, ice, you know, compression things. There's all, you know, they, they've really got the high work um, machines to help speed up your recovery. So, um, and the, the people they got working for them are to a very high level. And, um, yeah, no, it's a fantastic, fantastic thing. And we're very, we're very lucky to have it. Well, let's hope you're not going to be using them too often in the, 2021-22 season um, thank you very much again for being on the paddock and the pavilion and um, hope you squeeze in a summer holiday at some point during the summer racing yeah no thank you for having me on and um, we'll look forward to seeing some of you at the races soon with a bit of luck thanks very much Nick thank you for listening to the paddock and the pavilion follow us on Twitter Facebook and now on Instagram at the pad and pad don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.